0: today on growth mindset university
1: a lot of these people that look like they're in the best shape of their lives actually they feel like crap they can't move well they're dehydrated they're not getting enough sleep they've got a good tan or esthetician whatever
0: you're listening to growth mindset university educating tomorrow's leaders with lessons from today's entrepreneurial elite It's a progressive new age of business we find ourselves in, and we'll help you find the success you seek by listening to today's industry professionals and thought leaders teach us the lessons we should have learned in school but didn't. Now, please welcome your host, Jordan Paris. My guest today is Joey Thurman.
2: Joey is a health, fitness, nutrition expert, and TV host. He is the author of 365 Health and Fitness Hacks That Could Save Your Life and host of the Fad or Future podcast. Joey was named the best trainer in Chicago by the Chicago Sun-Times in 2015 and NewBeauties.com Top 3 Favorite Celebrity Trainers. He has appeared on Good Morning America, Live with Kelly and Ryan, The Today Show, Harry Connick Jr., TEDx, CBS, Fox, ABC, and Facebook watch series Home Sweat Home. Joey's work has been featured in publications such as Men's Health, U.S. News and World Report, NPR, People Magazine, Shape, New York Post, Fitness Magazine, Livestrong.com, Bodybuilding.com, Daily Burn, Women's Health, and so many more. Joey Thurman, welcome to the show.
1: Man, I don't, I don't know if I can live up to that intro right there, mm. I, 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 sound uh, like I kind of know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> smoke mirrors, <laughs> smoke and mirrors. Cre- yeah.
2: mirrors. Giving credit where credit's due, and uh, there's just so many as, as you know, we've we've discussed uh, briefly before. There's so many similarities between you and our friend Steve Jordan, who's been on the podcast six times. So listeners are. Familiar with him, uh, Joey and Steve are very much alike, even down to like the, the publications and TV appearances that they've done. So JoeyThurman.com, you can find him there when you hear something and get curious today. At uh, Joey Thurman Fit on Instagram and Fad or Future, the podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Joey, excited to get into this one today. So how did you end up in health and fitness?
1: Ah oh, man, you know, I, I was, um, I, I would like to say I was a meathead my entire life, but really I, I was a choir boy, hockey player, Fire so- boy. soccer. Yeah, man, I, I was, I was a choir boy. Um, but you know, I, I was kind of always that kid that I didn't really fit into any mold and, you know, I was always playing sports and soccer and hockey was my passion. Um, honestly probably could have gone a lot far- farther in soccer, but, um, I basically went to college, Southern Illinois University at Edwardsville, just to play hockey. School was kind of an afterthought, really. As long as I keep my grades, I can stay on the ice and, you know, knock some people out and, you know, do all that sort of stuff and uh, probably do a bunch of things I should not have done. But, you know, my senior year of college, and it took five years for me to finish college. So my senior year of college, I decided I switched my major three times. I was thinking about taking the, um, law school admissions test. Like, I, don't, I don't want to go to school for another three years. And personal training, as we talked about a little bit in the uh, pre-interview, I was in its infancy back then. So I ended up doing an understudy program with the physiology professor. And he was like, hey, we're doing this personal training program. Didn't really know what it was. So I, I took the personal training course with him, did a little understudy thing, and got certified as a trainer. And once I did that? I I packed up my bright yellow Mustang convertible. Yeah. Oh, I got a Mustang the, too. I have the, a convertible Mustang. Yeah. Is it yellow? Oh, it's black. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I have mine was bright yellow. yellow the wow. Bumblebee. Um. So packed that thing up, drove to Chicago, interviewed with a couple of places, and took a job uh, with a gym called Crunch Fitness, which I think there's only yep. a couple, couple of them around now. Uh, I was there of it. Yeah, I was, they were were a big deal for a while. I was there for a couple months and then took a job with another big gym called uh, David Barton, which is no longer in existence. And that's kind of how my personal training career started. I sort of just fell into it because I didn't really want to keep going to school. I mean, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So, uh, what's like the first big break
2: that you had in your, in your career as a personal trainer?
1: Um, I think eventually getting on TV in Chicago, you know, I, I I always thought that, um, once I got on TV, I was gonna be famous. And, you know, the Chicago markets, third biggest market in the country. You think, oh, you're gonna get on TV and people are gonna pick you up, and I'm gonna go on biggest loser or, or whatever the hell it is, you know, and, um, I started training some very well known people, um, in Chicago and ended up getting an opportunity from a client of mine to go on, um, it was called Good Day Chicago. So I was I remember just being so nervous um, about going on that show. And I really I don't even know what the viewership was of that. It's irrelevant at this point, but just being so nervous in the anticipation I'm going on TV and, and trying to represent myself as, the be- as best I could. Um, it was incredibly, incredibly nerve wracking. And I try to keep that feeling Every single time I I do media or I go on TV, I told my uh, wife, um, was she fiance or wife at the time? Uh, Whatever, we're still married. Um, I said, hey, I, I want you to remind me if I keep doing TV and I feel like it's just something like, Oh, I got to do a TV segment. I want you to remind me of this moment right here, right now, how exciting and how nerve wracking and what a big deal this is for me to get on TV because so many people want that opportunity Uh, and you don't get paid for going on, you know, a local show or national shows for the most part. So I just wanted to use that and start a platform for myself. And at that first show, you know, that was really kind of the catalyst and I did a good enough job where they invited me on several times after that and then other, other networks started noticing and uh, it sort of snowballed from there. Is it a lot like scripted the TV or No nah, man, yeah. It's 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 live and even though you give them talking points, let's say I mean a lot of TV you've probably seen these segments. Halloween's coming up and here's your three Right. best scary moves looks scary good and the scary Halloween and your scary costume, all that, all that crap. <laughs> um, you know, so I'm like, okay, here's the three things that I'm going to do, but sometimes the anchors will just throw something at you and that's where you need to be able to ad lib and just kind of do whatever. And, you know, there's bullet points that they're trying to hit, but sometimes they just do whatever they want to. So that was pretty nerve wracking. And, you know, eventually I realized like me going on TV to get another client what if my clients are full so then that's when you kind of have to start realizing why are you going on tv um and what good is that going to do um, you know for your own brand i guess
2: yeah i saw you with kelly and ryan seacrest and that was an interesting bit there but (laughs) then i i saw about maybe less than an hour ago i saw the picture of you on your instagram from like 2016 uh with the crop top um, oh, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. You saw what, that. What, what channel was that?
1: Oh, uh, that was, uh, that was Kathleen Hoda, the today show. Oh, yeah. I, I <laughs> that's,
2: that, that's I, a spontaneous little thing. Yeah. Did you get
1: that up. Did they know you're doing that? No, no, that, that, that's, that's, that's the funny What if thing. they were mad about it? Well, so I told one person because I was doing a series after my book came out. I was fortunate enough to get flown out to New York, which they don't do for seven segments in a row called the summer slum down. And I was working with two viewers, online helping them get in shape and then i worked with uh, nbc's head nutritionist so we were kind of you know tag teaming with them and they wanted to do a segment where joanne the lady that one of the ladies i was working with she liked dancing but she wanted to work out get you know a workout in while dancing and dancing's a great workout but do some sort of resistance exercise with it and one of her favorite songs was some j-lo song at the time so i looked up the j-lo song and she's rocking a crop top like okay how can i do a weird dance and squat thing rocking a cropped crop top. So I went and bought a a tank top, cut the thing in half. And I was wearing a regular shirt. And I told my producer afterwards, I said, Hey, I've got a crop top on underneath this. Do you want me to wear this during the segment? And it was a segment where we did a little interview and they showed B-roll. So me training them in Pennsylvania or wherever I went to train Mm -hmm. uh, one of the women. Uh, So while they're showing B-roll, I take off my shirt and I've got the crop top and Kathy Lee is just staring at me with her Jaw wide open, like, what the hell? And then they go back live <laughs> and they're like, don't ask him, don't ask him. And uh, hoda's like, what well, Joey, what is going on? I said, well, you know, it's the JLo inspired workout, so I figure I rock the crop top. And then they're like, cue the music. But the thing is, you can hear the music when you're watching the show, but I could barely hear it. So there's just 20 something people looking at me with this weird crop top on, and I'm, I'm showing this move. And that was the only thing they ever posted to their Instagram while I was on was my crop top. So, uh, and then I called my wife and told her afterwards because it's an hour delayed in Chicago. And she's like, you, uh, you didn't. You said, yes, I did. Uh, so when I went, bold. yeah, man, it was, it was, it was bold. So when I went back to the today show, uh, months and months after that, they're like, let's get that crop top guy. So that was me, the crop top <laughs> guy, but you know, it, it, it's TV. You see those segments and they're curling with wine bottles and doing whatever. Are people really going to do that. Most likely not, but they want to be entertained. So if I'm doing something with men's health or shape or um, commenting on something, yes, like you, know, you need to bust your ass. You need to get in the gym. You need to be efficient. But the, the viewers that are watching that, the three, four, five million people that are watching that, they want to be entertained. Um, so that was my goal with that particular segment. So if people were just to take that and look at me with a microscope on that one segment, they're like, this guy is full of crap. Um, but it was entertaining nonetheless. And every now and then i still get a crop top comment just like right now
2: (laughs) yeah i admire that man i want to talk i would talk really uh uh, in in depth about health uh maximizing our health but we'll start with like what's the worst health uh, and fitness advice that you hear Ooh, When I first started this podcast, I had no clue what I was doing, and it showed. This podcast was terrible in the beginning, so much so that when people tell me today that they listen to early episodes, I cringe because it was just that bad. But along the way, of course, I figured things out and started growing as I was going. But I wish I knew these things in the beginning. I could have saved so much time, money, and just sheer embarrassment Now I'm solving for all of the unknown variables of podcasting for you with my brand new course, How to Become a Rockstar Podcaster. Oh, and by the way, it's completely free. In the course, I give away every single one of my secrets from marketing to building a business around your podcast and monetizing your podcast without ads. I put a ton of effort into this course over the past few months and it is extremely professional and this is something that people around me said I should be selling for 400 bucks, but I said no. I am giving this away for free. I couldn't think of something better to share with you. So for free access to my new course, How to Become a Rockstar Podcaster, you can go to jordanparis.com forward slash Course. That's JordanParis.com forward slash course for free access to my brand new course, How to Become a Rockstar Podcaster. I look forward to seeing you in the course. Let's build a business around your podcast.
1: The worst. Um, you know, I, I think that sometimes people, they're, they're trying to go at it hard. You know, it's great that you played high school football when you're 16, but you're 45 years old and now you're trying to work out like you're 16 years old again. It just, it's not going to happen. You know, eventually it's just like constantly flooring your car and then slamming on the brakes. Things are going to break down. So it's great that you, you worked out hard for a week or two and maybe you started seeing results, of course, because you haven't worked out in 24 years. See that quick math right there. Um, you know, so But eventually, things are going to break down. Your body's not going to be moving right. You've you've got injuries. You've got miles built up, if we're using the analogy of a car, uh, and they're going at it too fast and too hard. And there's so much more that goes into being healthy uh, and keeping that longevity and keeping those movement patterns on point than just working out as hard as you possibly can. So I think the people that jump into either, you know, getting a trainer or these classes that they're an hour hard as you possibly can when you haven't worked out in so long, eventually it's just going to be too much for your body. So uh, as hard as it is, you know, you need to take things slowly and in a systematic approach. Everything has to be on point as opposed to just getting a really hard workout in and then going in and having, you know, some crap McDonald's or something. Yeah. So what, you're 35? I'm 36. Yeah, you can you, sh- you can shave that year off, man. It's cool.
2: <laughs> I thought 36. I was like, "Oh, let's say 35." Yeah. You caught me. Yeah. But, uh-huh. <laughs> so what how is your uh exercise regimen changed in the past 10 years then?
1: Yeah, I mean, mine has changed tremendously. Uh, I'm no longer trying to lift heavy weights to lift heavy weights and go in a muscle and fitness magazine and grab that program and do that, which, you know, a lot of those guys are juiced up. And of course they're able to work out, you know, three hours a day, uh, cause you know, their body can handle it, you know, chemically. Um, for me, my, my workouts are 20, 30 minutes long um, because I just don't have time. So uh, I talk about this all the time with uh, my good buddy, one of my mentors, that he, he said, you know, 10 minutes, all right, let's, let's get 10 sets in 10 minutes or try to knock that out. And, you know, whether that's your... Ten sets of ten, which you know everybody likes doing. Yeah, you can do a bench press for ten reps, but then what do you then maybe do a mobility section in there, you know, for where you're working on different plane emotions. So you're actually moving better in space and not just bench press, rest, check Instagram, bench press, rest. You know, you know, that that's what's happening. So I think that being more efficient in my movements and wanting to be able to move throughout the day and not just look like a cover of a magazine, you know, I was fortunate enough to have that happen. So I don't need to get there anymore, but a lot of these people that look like they're just in the best shape of their lives, actually, they feel like crap. They can't move well. They're dehydrated. They're not getting enough sleep. They've got a good tan uh, or esthetician, whatever. You know, they're not necessarily as healthy as you could be, and I've got a a one-and-a-half-year-old son, so I I want to be able to chase him around. I want to feel better. I want to get up and just move better with him and not creak and crack and ache every time I'm, you know, trying to chase him down my hallway.
2: So aesthetics to
1: functionality. Yeah, you know, I mean, and with with the functionality, often the aesthetics will come. Mm-hmm. If 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 you're do if you're like, let's say you're a rock climber, you're gonna have a great posterior chain. Your back is gonna look amazing, and you're not gonna have to do that much. Or um, if you're if you're doing sprints outside and you just want to be able to run faster. Yeah. All all of a sudden you're going to start working those, you know, thicker muscle fibers and you're going to recruit more and you're going to feel better as long as you have proper warm up and all that sort of stuff. Um, You know, I I think that's where people forget, you know, they, they work on the mirror muscles as opposed to uh, that's fine. You can do that, but what else is going to help you move throughout the day and move better? You know, you sit, sit in an office chair for 10 hours a day and you did a hour long workout. Like, what's happening to your hip flexors? What's happening to your glutes? Are you addressing those issues, uh-huh. you know?
2: I want to wanna address, though, too, you, you briefly mentioned uh, how, you know, you, you know, work out 20, 30 minutes. You can get an amazing workout in 20, 30 minutes. Heck, you can do it in, you do it in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I used to have these online programs called Under 30, as in Under 30 Minutes. Every single exercise on there, every single workout that I did in my life was super Uh, It was very intense, Uh, you know, involved a lot of supersets and circuits, but they were all under 30 minutes, no matter what. Now I train at this place called uh, F45. I I don't know if you know. Yeah, I'm uh, familiar. Yeah, functional movement for 45 minutes. Now it's, it sounds, you know, in the name it has functional, you know, the F, but it is almost too intense like there's a lot I, I don't know that my joints will handle this at mm-hmm. 40 years old I'm doing it now I'm 22 but I can see that there will be uh, some sort of ev- evolution in the next 10 years where uh you know I'm going to transition out of something like F45 and uh maybe do something uh, m- much much less intense uh and, and more functional easier on the joints it's like I've never done CrossFit, but it almost—it's like as intense as CrossFit. Uh, and you know, Steve Jordan wrote this awesome post like three years ago. I always remember the title: "Everyone's built to be fit, but not everyone's built to be CrossFit." Right. CrossFit can be really bad for uh, certain people. It can be very damaging. But what should people be doing, Joey? That most people aren't uh, in terms of health.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we can, I'll, I'll scratch the surface on working out. You want, you want to resistance train two, three days a week. I don't know, say strength training because strength training is you know, a little bit heavier and your reps are lower and your, your volume is going to be uh, elevated. So resistance train, whether that's moving your body, you know, full body, let's just go scratch service two, three days a week, full body movements. You know, if you want complete aesthetics, that's, com- that's different, but you want to move better two, three days a week of resistance training. You want to do one or two days a week, of some cardio. One of those could be some sort of interval type training. And I mean, actual intervals, but not where you're sprinting for a minute, which is not possible for your energy systems. You cannot sprint for a minute. Your glycolyt- glycolytic energy system can maybe 10, 12 seconds if mm. you're an Olympian. Uh, when you're watching Usain Bolt sprint, you know probably halfway through that, he's coasting. He's not picking up speed. That's why people, when he looks back and like, why is he looking back? Well, he's coasting. He can't pick up any more speed at that point towards the end of the race. So interval training, maybe you're doing like a... 10 second as hard as you can. And you're taking a six uh, one to six rest ratio. So 10 seconds on, you're doing a minute off. Whether that's on the elliptical, on the bike, something, it doesn't need to be sprints when people say sprint training. 20-25 minutes of that with a proper warm-up, and then you're doing some sort of light cardio, whether it's a jog or walk in the morning. If you're just doing walking in the morning, half an hour every day is great. Seven to nine hours of sleep and then we're we're not going to go down the rabbit hole of what diet is the best for people mm. but people need to eat not i don't say fruits and vegetables eat vegetables and fruits
2: yes okay right ah, ha, ha. so
1: eat green things eat a lot yes. of green things if i'm going to give you a number i'd say 10 servings of greens a day what the hell is a serving like it, put make a fist and that's a cup right there that that's your serving if it's cooked down it's a it's a half of that if it's like asparagus or something you know your, your pee is going to smell but you know that's still a cup right there Uh, and then two, three servings of of some fruit and then structure everything else around that. Whether you're a carnivore and you love eating bacon or you're plant-based or whatever, if you're having 10 servings of vegetables a day and you're having a couple servings of fruit and you structure everything else around that, it's really going to be hard to overeat. Uh, your body's just going to feed off those nutrients. You don't need to take a bunch of supplements. There's a time and place for supplements, but you want to get some blood work or something done. So you're not wasting money. Um, do that, get some sleep, you know, get some hugs and some family time and some friend time. And uh, I, I think that's really important. And obviously time for yourself. Uh, time where mm-hmm. you're doing some you know, diaphragmatic breathing or you're doing some yoga or uh, meditation, something like that. Because uh, I think we forget about the mind and how important our mind is and, you know, our growth mindset. Um, see what I did there? <laughs> um, you, you know, I, I think that's incredibly, incredibly important. I do all these things where I do neuro- neurofeedback and brain training. And I really try to work my brain because that's the most important muscle that you have. Yes, you want to be able to move better and everything. But if your brain's not functioning, you're screwed. Um, so I get agree. get that sleep. Lift weights, resistance training a couple days a week. Do some cardio a couple of days a week. Some stretching, yoga, foam rolling, massage. Massage would be great. Uh, and then take some self for your uh, take some time for yourself and your family and your mind. Yeah, I love that you say
2: uh, vegetables take precedent over mm-hmm. the fruits. I really do stay away from the fruits, especially like we're not supposed to. Uh, like back, you know, 10,000 years ago, we weren't eating fruits all year round, we were only eating them when they were in season, right? But now we, you know, get, get them shipped from across the world and we can have them all day, uh, every day. Right. And I really stay away from it that, like, just because a lot of the sugar and you can get the same, you can get like the same vitamins, but like 10 times more in vegetables. Like, my dinners. The last three days have been all vegetables. Like I just, I just decided to do that this week when I was at Whole Foods. I was like, I'm gonna get, I'm in the mood for a bunch of vegetables, and I just want to have those. I had broccoli, rob, asparagus, sweet potato, and I just kind of like, I just had that for the last three nights, and it's, and I'm like super full, right, right, <laughs> and I'm super healthy, and I loved. Uh, th- those have been some of the some of my most favorite dinners I've uh, had in a while, just straight vegetables. Mm -hmm. And like, they're so nutrient dense as opposed, and and, which is why it keeps me full as opposed to like, you know, I'll have uh, a poke bowl, you know, poke bowls, Joey. Sure. Yeah. Sushi in a bowl. Yeah. Yeah. They're my guilty pleasure, but it's, it's like majority white rice. And so, When I'm done, I'm starving still. (laughs) Right,
1: right, right, right. (laughs)
2: Even though it took me 35 minutes to eat because it was so big, but I'm still starving.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I'll go home and have uh, my vegan uh, Natamu chocolate ice cream afterwards, uh, which is great. Do you know Natamu? I I don't know Natamu. Oh, you got to check it out. It's made with coconut cream. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, it's so good. Okay,
1: Uh, I didn't check that out. (laughs) It's
2: nothing. I'm I'm an ingredient... uh, uh stickler and it checks out okay for sure all right yeah i'll trust you on that yeah so what's like the what's the weirdest thing you do for
1: your health joey weirdest thing yeah uh you know i would say that um you know i did a i did a i did ketamine therapy wow so special k yeah yeah yeah, if, if that was Pretty crazy. I mean, I struggle. You know, I, I said that I played hockey in college and I struggle with depression and, and mental issues myself. I mean, I, a lot of us have mental problems, but right. um, you know, I so I did this ketamine therapy where they gave me this drip of ketamine, and I was literally tripping balls. For like an hour and a half and ketamine is a ego dissociative diso- drug so it removes your ego and they have me blindfolded and then i have my buddy who's a therapist in the room and also my buddy who's the doctor that administering it. it it just took me to this place where it, it completely takes your ego away and you just try to find your intention uh and it rewires neurotransmitters and all sorts of crazy crazy things so i did that twice um and that really helped give me a perspective on what my intentions are in life and and where I want to be. Um, that was that was nutty, and that was I would definitely say that that is extreme. Um, I'd probably do it again, but um, you know, taking those steps to try to just realize like, hey, I, I need some other help besides you know talk therapy. That right. uh, that that was a that was a big step right there for me. And um, actually talk about talk about that on I think that'll probably be the first step well that is the first episode um of my podcast so I have the doctor on and we talk about that so mm-hmm. it is it, it was wild and I didn't do that like my podcast i try everything out i didn't do that for the podcast i didn't have the deal then i just just knew i needed to do it for myself I'm like oh this is this is wild um but i'll just long-term results yeah i mean you know i I definitely think i need to go back again but there's a lot of research of people that have severely severely depressed like have uh, suicidal tendencies and can't get out of bed and all sorts of stuff like that if they do six ketamine treatments in two weeks that has proven you know, in, in, barring any sort of life-life-altering crazy event um, to bring down the symptoms of their depression where they can function more. Um, I've known people that the therapist friend of mine that was there, he sent some of his clients there and they did six treatments in two weeks and he says they're a different person. So, uh, you know, I recommend talk therapy and things like that beforehand, but yeah, that was wild, man. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, I never I've
2: heard, Uh, people recommend like psychedelics, like, uh, mushrooms, Mm -hmm. uh, can do great things for the mind. But, uh, I know you talk about sleeping naked as, well, (laughs) as a, a, along the, in the same vein of like weird health, health tricks. And look, I, I do it too. I don't really know the health benefits of it. I just know, I, I think it's healthy, right? Right.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, sleeping naked there, there's a lot of research behind that and sleeping in a cold room. And you've probably heard of bringing a brown, um, adipose fat tissue. Yeah. Uh, that's metabolically active, right? So, uh, by doing that, they found that you can actually in- increase your, you know, brown fat, um, as well. So you increase that brown fat, that'll burn the, the white fat as energy, just like muscle muscle use white fat as energy as well, among other things. So, um, when I'm in a hotel room, such as right now, I, I won't do that. Even though they say that their sheets are clean, but uh, yeah, at, at home, I'll, 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 definitely rock that every now and then. But uh, yeah, I think sleeping naked is something like these little tips and tricks, and you know, bringing your the temperature down in your home, even a, a degree or two, where mm-hmm. uh, your body is forced to kind of you know regulate itself it is is going to be good for you, um, and just. Those little little things—they—they they definitely will add up. Is sleeping naked going to fix you if you're eating fast food all day long and no. you know, you're three hundred something pounds? Absolutely not. Um, maybe you'll sleep a little bit better. Um, maybe you'll increase a little bit of brown adipose fat tissue, but it's not going to negate you know twenty hours of bad habits during the day.
2: Yeah. How do you? Uh, how much do you sleep?
1: Like how many hours? So. You know, I would like to say that I sleep my recommended seven to nine hours a night, but, you know, sometimes I'm working at 5 a.m. and I'll get home at 7 p.m. And then if my son is still up, I want to get the time to play with him and then unwind a little bit. So if I'm in bed 10 or 11 o'clock and I'm up at four in the morning, you know, if I get my, if I get six hours of sleep, that's pretty good for me, um, you know, when I'm out of town and I don't have those other distractions, I thought, Man, hell, I think I slept ten hours last night. It was it was amazing. I didn't nice. even set I I didn't even set an alarm. Uh, you know, which is crazy for me. But I'll I'll try to take naps when I can, but you know, my time is spent working, 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 and then, you know, going home and if I get an hour or two during the day I'll I'll hang out with my uh my family and you know, that will take that takes precedence right now over sleep. Right.
2: But you do recommend, like in an ideal scenario, seven and nine, of
1: course. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. I, I feel like you know that's going to be much better for body regeneration, muscle recovery, um, tissue building, um, overall health, inflammation, all sorts of things. If you get at least seven hours of sleep, uh, would be great. There, there is you know kind of a point of no return. If you go too too long, you're going to feel a little little dragged, but you can go to a sleep clinic and they can actually look at it and optimize, you know, things for you and see how much sleep that you actually need. But I think taking um you know taking some mental notes like how much did I sleep last night? Was it a sound sleep? And you can wear all those gadgets and different mm-hmm. things and see how you slept. Um but taking a note, all right, I was I slept seven hours the past few nights, I, I felt good. And if you slept less than that, you slept more than that, you know, take a note and if you didn't sleep as well, then try to uh, adjust that where you can and try to get some more sleep in.
2: Yeah, when you when you mark it down like that, when you when you if you write that stuff down, like oh, I slept six hours, I didn't feel good. Oh, I slept seven hours, I felt good. Uh, and you like have all this over time. You like compile all this data, and you're like you can look very clearly and be like, oh, whenever I sleep five and a half hours, I'm depressed. <laughs> you can, yeah, right. and you can kind of en- engineer your way to uh, a happier. Life, yeah, so to say, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, so, so in your waking time, we talk about maximizing our, uh, getting the most out of our waking time. Though there, you say that there's ways to listen to your body and, and schedule out your day yeah. uh, to make the most of this waking time. What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah. You know, I I mean, I think that as as far as me, I I used to just kind of go throughout my day and what came to me, you know, whatever task that may be, I just sort of did it. But now I I try to, being the ultimate procrastinator, I I try to schedule everything out. So Mm. if I have clients from 5 a.m. until 9 a.m., and then I've got a break from 9 to 10. I know that first 15 or 20 minutes, maybe I'll try to get some emails in. I've got a half an hour to get my workout in. Um, maybe I'll take a, you know, white trash shower where I s- splash some water yeah. on my face, put some deodorant yeah. on and then go train some more clients and, and trying to schedule those things out and prioritize things, uh, are a big deal for me. Um, I did some work with a, um, psychologist out of, uh, IMG Academy in Florida when I was there, which is $80,000 a year of sports high school. It's crazy. Um, but I was, I was telling him like, I need That's- to get
2: that is yeah 80, Wait, it just hit me 80 000. 80 000 a year yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah i know img yeah.
1: yeah it's it's nuts so I, I spent a week there and did a couple of sessions with their um, sports psychologists or they call it mental toughness so they probably don't want to call it so uh, nice. yeah you know. so i said there's just all these things that i need to get done He said why do you need to get them done so because he's like you're putting all this pressure on you so if you don't get, if you don't get them done, you feel bad. And if you do get them done, you just kind of feel like a relief. Um, so changing that mindset and thinking, all right, he's like, you, you already seem like your success in your career. Why do you need to get all these other X amount of certifications? I said, like, well, cause I already paid for them. He said, okay, well, you can do those whenever, right? I said, yeah. He's like, instead of saying like, you need to say, you know, tr- I'm going to try to get these done. I'm going to try to get this you know, done and then prioritize the things in your day. Um, that you absolutely need to get done, and you and you put a deadline on. So, I've been trying to do that the past several months, and it's definitely um, been more advantageous for me. Yeah, ever
2: since uh, speaking with Nir Ayal, he just authored this excellent book that's being featured literally everywhere right now. Like the coverage on this is insane. Uh, he authored Indistractable. He came out with that. But speaking with him several months ago, uh, or at least our first conversation together. Uh, one of like scheduling everything I now schedule everything and it's been like it's been a game changer for me you know like if it's scheduled it gets done and I thus I make the most out of my waking time so do you believe in uh, dieting Joey, that, that term.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, you've probably heard this before. The first uh, three letters of diet are D I E. You know that that's all great. That's great for TV. Um, you know, I. Yes and no. I, I think that when people, we want to be put in a box, whether that's paleo or plant based or gluten free or whatever. You know, we're. We are people who like belonging. So I think when they say that they're on a diet or on the whole 30 or they're on whatever detox, I think they feel good because they're within these parameters. And they know they can't go outside of these parameters because they're within that group and they, and they belong. Um, so I think in that aspect, it, it works a lot for people. But what happens is since you put yourself in this box, and you stray away from that, and if you're doing, let's say, gluten free, and then you had a bunch of bread or pasta or something, you're like, oh my god, I just completely wrecked it. I might as well wreck myself the rest of the day.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: not you. You slipped up. Not a big deal. It happens. You're human. As far as I know, you're probably human. Um, you know, and then just get back on it and get back on whatever it is you, you're you're deeming your diet. To be, but I mean, don't people, just say screw it. Yeah, I mean, don't don't say screw it because yeah. really, you'll be fine. You're probably eating better than you were beforehand. I guarantee it. So you had a bad meal, you had a bite of bread, like you're going to be okay. You have celiac or something that's completely different, um, <laughs> you know. So yeah. like, most people are going to be just fine if 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 they have that piece of bread or something. Now, if I'm working with a Movie star, or celebrity, or they've they've got X amount of time. Like, yes, I'm going to you know, smack them on the wrist or something. Like, no, you can't do that because you know those those little things will add up. Or if you're going if you're going on a fitness competition stage, you standing next to that guy who didn't have that half a piece of bread the day before, or something could actually be, make a difference. But your average individual, it's not going to matter whatsoever. You're not going to be you know judged on a stage and with some crazy weird orange tan you'll, you'll be fine <laughs>
2: question though what if you're pretty perfect mm-hmm. with the way you eat but you have that half a piece of bread every day what happens
1: i mean you- yeah you're gonna be you're gonna be fine especially if you're working out your well, body yeah. will your, your your body will utilize that like mm. it, it's if you're working out uh, and your body recognizes that, hey, I'm going to take this food. I'm going to use it for fuel. You're probably going to be fine. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Now, if that if that bread turns into some sort of like full fat sugar ice cream or something, and that, that's cumulative, and there's going to be other effects from that that insulin spike, and you're going to crave more, and <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, if 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 you have to absolutely have it, and that's going to keep your sanity, and it's going to keep you from going off. Uh, Going off the edge and and going and going to that ice cream shop or whatever and having having the ice cream and the cake and going nuts and if, if that little piece of bread is going to be your savior have the, have the damn bread you'll be fine um, but in the end if, if, if that's your if that's your bump of crack and you're a crack addict and you're just gonna go at it you know you can't have it no I no moderation is key bullshit no it's not if you add that half a brownie and you're going to eat the entire tin of brownies from having that half a brownie. No, you cannot have that. Yeah. Uh, that's how I am. Like I'm, I've got a huge sweet tooth. And if I me have too. one piece of candy or cake or whatever, I know I'm going to have the entire bowl or whatever is sitting in front of me. So I need to make that conscious decision. Hey, I'm going to have this. I'm not going to be able to control myself. I can control myself from not eating it in the first place. But once I have that one cookie, you better move your hands because I'm eating the rest of them.
2: Oh, yeah. If I have one Tate's Bake Shop cookie, I will have, at the very least, half of the box, which I think is six
1: cookies. But most yeah. times, I'll have the full box. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and you're aware, and that yeah. that's the thing. And uh, So, I don't buy it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So, what, what do uh, a lot of people eat, Joey, that they think is healthy, but it's really not?
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, if we're going with the gluten-free, plant-based, whatever, paleo, like, you can get paleo granola that's got a bunch of, like, honey or something drizzled on it, and, you know, you're having a ton of calories, or you can have, like, I'm a fan of like Halo top ice cream—it's 300 calories in that pint. But people will have several pints of those things. Where eventually, maybe they would just been better off having, you know, just a, a scoop of regular ice cream. I think being aware of those things where they're labeling the packages as whatever diet, whatever miracle thing is out right now. Like you're having some sort of acai bowl, but you know, it's this massive thing and it's got granola and all sorts of stuff on top of it. Like, wait a minute, I thought acai was good for me well, you just had 2000 calories and,
2: and 150 grams of sugar. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> which really, is five times the recommended amount.
1: Yeah. So for a really, day, a, a, yeah, man. So being aware um, of all that and, and not just being, you know, you had a plant-based protein bar, but then, you know, there's still chocolate and there's still a lot of things that are plant-based that, you know, can send your un- insulin levels through the roof and cause you to eat. Way overeat you know, your recommended calories. I'm not one that, you know, a calorie is a calorie. No, a, a 200 calories of a cookie and 200 calories of some sort of, you know, 200 broccoli calories Rob. of a, yeah, broccoli or asparagus, completely different. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you do need to be aware of you know, your calorie intake and what you're taking in and the nutrients, nutrient density of the food.
2: Yeah, I think counting calories can be pretty toxic. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, it, it's scary.
2: So, uh you got me going too with uh the f- acai bowls. I I wrote this article 2 years ago something called something like uh, acai bowls are they making you fit or fat. <laughs> and uh I, I had a lot of like PubMed sources and it was like it's a good article. I'm not a fan of acai bowls at all. I've only had like two in my life and you know mm-hmm. of course I had them knowing like this is a cheat meal.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I had I've only had one in my entire life and it was just a few weeks ago because uh, I, I wanted to try and I, I took that first bite of it, and I'm like, holy crap this thing is sweet uh I ate it all because you know I took that first bite, but I got sick of the sugar it was it's a lot it, it's really really sweet I mean the, uh, the in Brazil I think where the acai berry is really from I'm not they I don't think they're doing it that way we had to Americanize <laughs> it and toss a bunch of granola and chocolate right. and whatever else on the top of it you yeah
2: know? you've accomplished a lot in your life as a celebrity trainer joey trained the stars trained trained a lot of great people um you know been on tv all these major media publications but what would you say is like the most important thing for getting ahead
1: in uh, in any industry you know i think being aware one being a good person in general don't be an asshole
2: yes uh, that's like the, that's your character is yeah. I, I posted this quote this week uh, from this book The Laws of Human Nature I found it in there character is fate and it's from Heraclitus a a philosopher it was a profound quote so yes continue
1: yeah no I mean I absolutely agree with that you know I I think that um, one thing I say I don't want my son I say what do you want your son to be when he grows up not a dick Um, yeah you know like be a good person you know I I think that's number one you know that's that should be without saying but I kind of need to say it Uh, and I think other than that, your network and that comes along with being a good person, that is the most valuable thing, um, that you can have is your network of individuals, being a good person, helping people out. Because when it comes that time, uh, when you need to ask a favor, it's not going to be that big of a deal, you know, for that individual to say, hey man, you know, I've, I've, I've known you for years, whatever, can you do me this one solid? Like, absolutely. How come you haven't asked me before? Yes. You know, so developing that network. And one thing that I, I've done the past year or so is I try not to turn down any meeting, whether that's a phone call or coffee or, you know, podcast, whatever it is, I try to take every opportunity I can because really 10, 20 minutes of your time, you can always cut that meeting short or realize that, you know, maybe this isn't for you. But that person, if you gave them the time, you know, if they're just starting out, um, if you gave them that this little bit of time, maybe they know someone or maybe they, you know, become a TV producer or something years down the road. And then re- remember that you were the nice person, that you were nice to them and that everybody else wasn't. That's how I got my first big time celebrity. So I started training Terrence Howard is when I was on a show called Wendy City Live. I talked to everybody from the security guard to the intern that's just waiting for me to tell me to go out and, you know, live on air. And she's miking me up and say, what are you doing? What, what are you going to school for? And I just, I just chatted her up two years down the road she started working for Empire TV show she happened to be next to the producers when they were talking about needing a trainer for Terrence she happened to remember that conversation with me mentioned my name from a 30 second conversation backstage when nobody would give her the time of day because she was just standing there with a clipboard and a college student You know, from that, then I got Wumi Musaku, HBO called me up, and it it sort of snowballed from there. So, just networking is a huge, huge thing, and and being aware of that and checking in with people. You know, I still send a note to producers that I've been on the Today Show or Live with Kelly and Ryan, whoever, every now and then. How you doing? What's going on? Just just sort of checking in with them and and making sure that you're in the back of their mind, um, and just being a good person. You know, I I think that that really will be the most beneficial thing that you can do without, you know, stepping on people's toes.
2: What an excellent story. Treat everyone like they can get you a cover story on Forbes magazine. (laughs) There you go. You never know.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, (laughs) you don't
2: No. So I, I really admire that. It's easy to say hard to actually implement that philosophy,
1: uh, into your life, but it reaps, uh, profound results yeah and it might not be right now you know i it, it might be years from now you never yeah. know you know i mean like the long game exactly not, uh, not
2: like the short-sighted you know what
1: if you can't do anything for me now like we're d- right right yeah what what can you do for me type of thing but i mean even you know when i started this podcast i thought i was gonna have a hard time getting all these people on and one person's like oh i actually, I actually heard of you from this person from this person and then it, i was able to land um all of these great guests which i'm very fortunate for but that's before the first one even aired you know so um and that was all from my network and somebody's like hey you should have this person on i'm like oh do you know them yeah i'm actually writing a paper with them at harvard oh i had no idea uh, it, it really does pay dividends years down the road just being a good person
2: fad or future go listen to the podcast go befriend joey find him on instagram at joeythermanfit yeah <laughs> uh com as well i i do enjoy the the colors and aesthetics of uh your website actually it i yeah <laughs> it's it, it's pretty good i i I like it um thank I you. approve it yes <laughs> thank you yeah so uh Joey, it's been an excellent conversation today uh I appreciate you, my final question is if you could teach a course at a university course of your creation or otherwise, what would it be
1: oh man you know uh, that that is a that is a good good question uh if I could teach a course um I think it would be don't ever think what you're doing right now is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Ooh. You know, because I uh, my career is ever evolving. Did I ever think that I would be doing what I'm doing right now? No. Did I think that I was going to become a personal trainer? No. I thought I was going to be pro- become a professional hockey player. Like your life, it, your life changes. People come in and out of your life uh, on a daily basis, sometimes monthly basis, sometimes yearly, and you know they serve their purpose. And same thing with your career. Your career can change. Um, it's okay, uh, and it should, and it should adapt. And go ahead and, and and grow and roll with the punches. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's where that mindset um, is is going to be good for you. And just realizing that just because you're an accountant doesn't mean you need to be an accountant for the rest of your life. Just, be, just because you, you know, got whatever degree. How many people do you know that have degrees that they're not using? And it's completely something different. Um, so just, just be adaptable um, in your career. Um, and it's okay to change, and it's okay to take those steps. And sometimes, sometimes you need to take a small step. Sometimes you need to leap. Yeah,
2: very fitting for Growth Mindset University. Have mm-hmm. a name, but be flexible. Uh, evolution is certainly the name of the game. I mean, entire species uh, like the dodo bird have died out due to an inability to adapt and evolve. They did not learn how to fear humans, mm-hmm. so they. That's the exact reason that they died out. So evolve or die. Uh, Joey Thurman, you
1: are the man. Thank you very much. Uh, You know, I'm only the man because you say I'm the man. Thanks, bud.
0: We've reached the end of this episode of Growth Mindset University. For more keys to success and methods to inspire your entrepreneurial spirit, head to jordanparis.com slash course and enroll in our free course to elevate your podcast to the next level. Be sure to pass the show along to someone you know who will benefit from the lessons learned in each episode and we'll catch you and them on the next episode of Growth Mindset University.